Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Welcome inside our plush studios here in the heart of New York City. This is indeed the Pro Football Rewind. I am indeed Matthew Stryker. Haven't been called Matthew since I was about seven. And joining me is the straw that stirs the drink, the one and only Mr. Davis Maddock. DM, I missed you, man. How you been? You know, uh, doing doing pretty good. It was it was a good day of uh, fantasy football. How did your day go? Uh, everything goes great when football's on. This is the show where we go forward in reverse, helping you further tick-tock your fantasy lineups based on the things that have happened today. We also go into how teams did against the spread. We talk about your pro sports investments. So right here, Davis, very quickly, uh, can you give me maybe three things that jumped out at you from the 1 p.m. games? Just three things that maybe you think are the important things. Um, Miami looked like a team that was at least a professional football team. They, they did not look like a college football team. Uh, Atlanta is just horrible. They are, they are just awful. Um, they're, they are, so it's, they are unspeakably bad and they're going to be in game scripts all year where they are just throwing the ball and, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota seems to look good. I, I think that Minnesota is going to get a little bit underrated because of that loss to Green Bay, but I think that they're just going to handle bad teams all year. Absolutely. And this is where the league begins to shake out. Now, this is where teams do what they're going to do. Players start to do what they're going to do. And as we roll on, we're going to get in depth and we're going to break it down because that's what we need to do. So, Davis, are you in the black? Are you in the red today? Winning or losing, my man? We are we are in the black on fantasy in the red on uh, against the spread though was not was not my finest day against the spread some of the reads I had were I I just didn't really like the week so I only bet on four games but I okay. went uh, went one and three on the day all right so when we come back we're going to talk about all that and more this is the pro football rewind where we go forward in reverse and help you with all of your fantasy needs and your sports investments coming right back on the other side. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, 
your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 All right, as you hear the nice bends on the blues, we are coming back in on the Pro Football Rewind. I am Matt Stryker. Joining me, as always, is Davis Madigan. Davis, you said you were singing the blues because you weren't doing so well against the spread. Let's dive into the 1 o'clock games and really break down where people may have been a little misled. I'll start with uh, Carolina, Arizona. Did you see this score coming? Did you see the over here? Did you see the players like Greg Olson being the number one tight end and things of that nature? So I did really like Greg Olson for fantasy in this game. He was inside my top 10 in tight ends today and someone I had on DraftKings. But uh, in terms of Carolina blowing out Arizona at home, I did I did not have that. I, I thought that Arizona was going to be – I thought they were going to be good. I thought that they were going to be able to you know win this game sort of outright. I thought they were going to be able to handle Kyle Allen making his first start of the year, and that, that was not the case. Kyler threw two pretty bad interceptions, and – uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if this is Cliff Kingsbury or Kyler Murray's doing, but they just have not been pushing the ball down the field at all. Uh, Kyler threw 43 times, but only 173 passing yards. That's a very interesting stat and something to consider for those that are out there looking for perhaps a quarterback. Everyone waiting for Kyler to have the game that they were hoping that he had. But on this day, it was not to be such. It was Olsen, the number one tight end, McCaffrey, the number four tight end. Uh, running back and Kyle Allen how about the fifth quarterback in fantasy today you didn't have that do you know anyone else that did 
I definitely, I definitely uh, did not think he was going to be a top 10 quarterback in fantasy. I did have him a little bit in daily fantasy because he was so inexpensive. He was only $4,000 on DraftKings, which, uh, you know, ended up being one of the better values of the day. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think anyone saw this coming. I mean, you know, Arizona's defense has been pretty soft, giving up the quarterback one days to Matt Stafford and Lamar Jackson. But certainly, certainly I don't think anyone saw him, you know, being one of the best, you know, total values of the day. Here's a game it looked like Vegas got right. If you're on the right side of this one, then you're happy. It's Green Bay hanging 27 on Denver. They cover and the uh, over under is a push. Uh, Did you see these numbers coming in this game? So I did. I did like the. I did like the Green Bay side in this game. Joe Flacco uh, is just so bad. Uh, Twenty of twenty nine, <laughs> but zero passing touchdowns. Two hundred thirteen passing yards. One interception. The team ran forty times in this game. Uh, you know, basically putting the entirety of the game in Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman's hands. And uh, you know, that's just not. That's just not going to be a recipe for winning games in the NFL. To win games, you have to be able to throw the ball, and you have to be able to throw the ball well. And the Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not, uh, you know, the same cyborg Aaron Rodgers of a few <laughs> years ago, but he's still he's still better than Joe Flacco. <laughs> Where is Sarakana? Um, as far as Phil Lindsay goes, he's the RB three today. I don't think anyone saw that coming. But on the other side with Green Bay, does a guy like MVS start to whet your appetite? Are you seeing him come around? Uh, what about a Geronimo Allison? Anything there? Oh, I'm a huge Marquez Valdez Scantling fan and uh, actually kind of brutal. He was on my bench in a lot of, uh, you know, in three or four leagues today. Uh, just because, you know, it didn't seem like a, a great spot against these really good Denver corners. But Devontae Adams had a super quiet day, four targets, 56 yards for him. Marquez Valdez Scantling had 10 targets, 99 yards and a touchdown. Uh, really was the Packers best player on offense in this game. Only 10 carries for Aaron Jones. I think if Marquez Valdez Scantling is out there on your waiver wire, that is someone you should be moving to add. There you go. The first hot take from Davis, and he's giving it to you three segments early because that's what we do here on the Pro Football Rewind. Why not? News is news. All right, the uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs, to me, this was the spotlight game. Uh, did you see it going the way it went as far as they went over at, I saw, but as far as that spread went, five and a half laying the other way. What were your thoughts going in? Yeah, I mean, I'm never, I'm never betting against the Chiefs. You know, I love Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I love, I love Lamar Jackson too. But I did like the, I did like the Chiefs side of this game. 374 yards, three passing touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. Daryl Williams actually played very well in this game. Lashawn McCoy had two touchdowns. Uh, I, I mean, just an interesting spot for Lamar Jackson. You know, the first time we've seen him struggle at all this year, and fantasy owners could not have been happy about Mark Ingram scoring all of the touchdowns <laughs> close into the goal line three rushing touchdowns in this game but I think this actually is probably a good thing for Lamar Jackson you know young quarterbacks you probably don't want them to get that much success that early you like for them to be tested just you know give them a little bit more incentive to uh, to keep pushing and keep grinding yeah this may very well be a back down to earth game for Lamar Jackson and, and Mark Ingram the RB1 of the day the top earning running back in fantasy and does uh, McCoy being RB6 today in your mind put to bed any backfield issues in Kansas City? 
Mm, no, because he left this game injured, right. and then after he left, Daryl Williams played really well. Darwin Thompson came in uh, because Daryl Williams had a 40-yard run and was winded afterward, and they all played well. You know, Darwin looked okay. Daryl looked really good. LaShawn McCoy looked fine. Uh, actually, you know, played better in the receiving game than we thought he would, securing all three of his targets in the passing game. And, you know, I, I don't think that they're just going to send Damian Williams to the bench, right? You know, right. I don't think I don't think it's going to be a situation where – he comes back from his knee injury and they're like, OK, you're never going to play again. Uh, but I, I mean, I, it, it is clear that McCoy is going to earn more of the work as the season goes on, I think. Yeah. And a lot of people have shares of Darwin trying to figure out what was going on. So I guess it's still a fluid situation uh, heading out Minnesota and the Raiders. They were laying eight and a half where the Vikings, the over under was 43 and a half. They eclipsed that. And there were some uh, familiar names, some usual suspects here doing the dirty work. Yeah, uh, big time. I mean. Oakland, they they suck. They, they just, you know, they're, they're, they like they got nothing against good teams. Derek Carr, 23 of 34, you know, wasn't even really that bad, but they weren't able to run the ball at all. And, and really their whole offense was kind of just throwing it short to Darren Waller. And, uh, you know, that that's just not going to get the job done. Yeah, he was a tight end five today. So there is some value on that team if you're really that desperate uh indianapolis and atlanta they were laying one and a half were the Colts. the over under total was 47 they achieved 51 did you see this one going this way uh no no i had the i had the atlanta side basically i i and you know i i was sweating it there at the end because i had atlanta plus two and basically my thinking was you know we just haven't seen jacoby Brissett aired out yet the colts have been one of the run heaviest teams in football thus far the falcons have been one of the pass heaviest teams and you know the assumption there is pretty simple um you know uh teams teams that throw the ball more tend to score more points teams that run the ball more tend to score less points and basically what happened was is the Colts just decided we're, we're not going to lose this game. We are going to get out ahead. And they targeted T.Y. Hilton early. They targeted Jack Doyle early. And they were, uh, you know, they were just the better team in this game. Yeah. And as far as targets, I mean, Julio Jones is the most targeted receiver. He was a wide receiver five today. But I want to ask you about Atlanta's running back situation. Are you waiting for something to happen here? Should owners of Freeman be worried? Uh, I mean, if you're if you're an owner of Freeman about the best possible thing for you happened today because Ito Smith left this game in the first quarter with a concussion after his uh, his first carry. So, you know, that Ito Smith having to miss time is really the only thing that could make Devonta Freeman, you know, like good and noticeable for fantasy. So if Ito Smith is, you know, have to have to miss a couple weeks, that's probably about probably about the only thing that you can say that is positive for Devonta Freeman. I love how I set him up and you just knock him down. It's almost as if I'm giving you softballs here. It's great. And speaking of softballs, no pun intended, the Patriots called on the Jets. They hung 30 on them, but they didn't cover. And the over-under went just a tick over. Edelman has a situation now as well. What were your takeaways from this game? Well, the you know the Patriots, they they just did what they did. They they were going to come in and they were going to win this game. I, I it is kind of crazy that they didn't cover though, yeah. because all of the Jets' points were on uh, defensive special teams, mm-hmm. and one of them was particularly bad, where the punt returner muffed it and it kind of just rolled towards the end zone. Whereas on the other hand, the Jets looked horrible on offense: ninety-eight passing yards, thirty-six rushing yards. I mean, they were so bad. Whereas on the other side of the ball, you know, the Patriots just a very casual uh 306 
passing yards, uh, you know, uh, and it, what was, I guess the, the weirdest thing is Sony Michelle in a game that the Patriots were just steamrolling nine carries, 11 yards, one touchdown, one target, zero receptions. He just seems to be not involved at all. Yeah, it's an interesting situation going on there. We have plenty more to unpack here. We want to thank our friends over at SportsGrid.com, our friends at Zumo TV. This is the Pro Football Rewind, where we go forward in reverse and help you with your fantasy football needs moving forward based on what happened this week, as well as your sports investments. We got it all, and we're coming right back. I'm Matt Stryker. He's David Maddox. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Not Maddox, but Maddox. Make sure you get it right. We'll be right back. This is the Pro Football Rewind. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. It provides protection from the sun's harmful rays and can keep your patio about 20 degrees cooler. Call 800-869-4993 now and you can get your Sunsetter for as little as $599 with your special $200 discount certificate. Call 800-869-4993 now for your discount certificate and you'll also get a free awning idea kit. Call 800-869-4993. That's 800-869-4993. Call Calling all drivers. Want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and inner city bus transportation industry, are looking for career minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary, and many benefits. Apply now and start driving to a better future. Visit CoachUSA.jobs. That's CoachUSA.jobs. Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's trial participant pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Lumber Liquidators is celebrating the opening of our 400th store. So we're putting over 400 floors on sale. That means huge savings for you. Get pre-finished hardwood and bamboo up to 36% off, including new styles like Mediterranean maple and best sellers like silver stone bamboo. Take 25% off all dream home laminate and 10 to 15% off our best waterproof floors. More from just 49 cents plus special financing and professional installation. Hurry, get to your local Lumber Liquidators today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Do. 
Mm, you just got to feel that. That's something that I can't do for you. You have to feel it somewhere down below. I'm Matt Stryker. This is the Pro Football Rewind. Joining me, of course, is the one and only Mr. Davis Maddock. And Davis, before we went to break, we were breaking down the rest of the 1 o'clock games, talking about some tidbits here. We were kind of doing two and pass. Let's stick with that. Let's look at the Lions and the Eagles. They did surpass the total, but the favorite did not cover. Did you see that coming? What a weird game. Philadelphia just played horrible. And and I actually think there's sort of this interesting case where we can we can uh we could make the case that the the Eagles are just overrated and they're being <laughs> overrated based on the strength of that Super Bowl season and they haven't been able to uh recapture that magic. You know, Carson Wentz was really not very good at in this game at all, you know, only completing about 55% of his passes. Miles Sanders was downright bad, fumbled twice in this yeah. game. Jordan Howard averaged 3.4 yards per carry. Uh, there, you know, just no one, no one in this game was good for the Eagles at all. And they made a lot of horrible errors. Matt Collins had two killer offensive pass interferences. Darren Sproles had an offensive pass interference that basically meant that they lost the game. And I, and I think, yeah, maybe this team is just not that talented. Now, what do you say to the people that were all over Aguilar? He came in as the uh, eighth wide receiver in fantasy. He did collect two touchdowns. Is that, could that be a bright spot for Eagles uh, fans or people that want to be playing on the Eagles? Uh, well, I mean, if, if Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are going to miss more time, I think certainly that's going to be, you know, a good situation. I, I played Nelson Aguilar a lot on DraftKings today and, uh, you know, reaped those rewards. How I, I think actually if Deshaun Jackson is forced to miss some more time, I think Aguilar has played well enough now that, uh, you know, he he's going to be earning that uh, those targets kind of, you know, over Alshon Jeffrey, over Zach Ertz a little bit because he's a more dynamic player. Zach Ertz is just a really good possession tight end. Alshon Sean Jeffrey is more of, you know, like he he's not a primary offensive weapon now as he kind of gets up there in age. He's more of like a, uh, you know, he, he's a bound. He's a strict boundary wide receiver these days. You're never using him in motion. You're not really designing plays for him. So I think Aguilar could earn more targets moving forward if Deshaun Jackson is out. All right. Now a game that pretty much will buy me lunch for the rest of the week. It is the Bengals and the Bills. They did not surpass the total and the favorite did not cover. But for me, this was all about Josh Allen. What were your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, man, what 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 is left to be said about Josh Allen? He just is he is uh he's dunking on all of his haters. 249 passing yards uh or uh, 243 passing yards, one interception. Now the turnovers are still not great, right? Uh, he still makes some pretty befuddling decisions with uh, with the ball. But I think at this point, he's played well enough that you just say, look, man, with Josh Allen, you're taking the good with the bad. He takes he puts enough on the table that you don't get mad when uh, you know he grabs an extra dinner roll off the table. <laughs> Looking at that Bengals receiving core, do you think the Ross experiment is over? Is the bloom off the rose here? No, so he got he was covered today by Tredavious White. So I thought it was going to be sort of a natural thing where Tyler Boyd uh, was targeted more. Now I did definitely did not see ten targets coming in for Auden Tate. I thought Tyler Eifert would play that role, but Tyler I guess Tyler Eifert's health situation is just so precarious right now that you know they just they're, they're not willing to really play him outside of third downs and in the red zone. And then lastly, this Dallas-Miami game that had a lot of action going on it with the favorites covering, but the total was really where I think people may have lost their shirt. What were your takeaways from this game? You know, uh, anytime I, I guess, you know, I kind of have a hard time with, uh, with totals I, because, I, Matt, I always just want to bet the over. <laughs> just straight away, huh? 
Yeah, it's just it's just like I I look at it totally because you know because I come from a fantasy sports background, so I'm just always thinking what what's the way we can get the most possible points in this game, right? And and so that's why that's why I think I kind of have a hard time with some of these because every game I look at, I'm like, oh, I just I just want 65 points to be scored in this game. <laughs> Don't we all? I mean, that's that's really honestly anyone's goal is just to see tons and tons of points. Uh, so now I think it's important to understand the difference between studs and duds because be. Before the games, everyone has their lists and their projections and they have their players and then they have guys that didn't do what they thought they were going to do and let them down. And then you have guys that do what they're supposed to do. So, Davis, I want you to talk to me about your studs and duds at the quarterback position for the 1 p.m. games. Well, I mean, you know. Lamar, I think it's important to say he's still a stud for fantasy, you know, still a good rusher, uh, had a couple chances for long passing touchdowns the day that didn't just quite come off. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, clearly a stud in fantasy football. Some of the uh, some of the clear duds, you know, Joe Flacco, uh, Josh Rosen, Andy Dalton didn't even really have uh, a great game as well. Derek Carr, you know, Luke Falk, huge, huge dud. But uh, most of the quarterbacks in the 1 p.m. games actually, you know, had pretty good games. So overall, I would say, you know, a pretty a pretty decent group of guys. You know, if you were if you were playing the 1 p.m. only slates and you had a bad quarterback, you chose really poorly. (laughs) You hear that, kids? Davis is telling you what your problems are. Uh, Move me to the running back position. Who made you smile and who let you down? So really interesting. Uh, a dud has to be Ezekiel Elliott against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Fantasy owners were counting on him for a, a big day. And, uh, you know, he recorded 19 carries, 125 yards, saw only three targets in the passing game. Tony Pollard also had three targets. He had uh, actually more yards than Ezekiel Elliott and scored uh, scored a touchdown as well. So a huge day for Tony Pollard. I think Marlon Mack has to be considered a stud. Uh, no doubt. I think uh, obviously Mark Ingram has to be a stud fantasy owners, though, of Josh Jacobs for the Oakland Raiders, a guy I really liked in the preseason. Uh, they're, they're just not going to play him in these games where they are getting blown out. He saw only 10 carries in this game, two targets, no receptions. Uh, hopefully he was on your fantasy bench, even if you invested a, you know, a higher pick in him. Can you talk to me a little bit about Joe Mixon? What would you say to the Joe Mixon owner right now? You know, I would say so I have him in one league where that I care a lot about that I really want to win. And, uh, you know, you just kind of have to write it out. Two targets in the passing game today, including one for a one yard touchdown uh, on a on a neat little play design. And, you know, he still led the offense by far in touches with 15 carries. I I would say pretty much you're just going to have to hope that in home games, the Bengals are able to stay competitive and that as the year goes on, you know, Andy Dalton just kind of trusts him more in the passing game. Okay, now going to the wideouts, who treated you kind and who was kind of just, I don't know, dirt, swag? Uh, uh, Amari Cooper, he's got to be, he's got to be easily our, our star of the, uh, of the 1 PM games. Uh, he had the seven targets, 88 yards, two touchdowns, um, have to include, uh, McCole Hardman as one of our studs as well for the chiefs. Uh, he had five targets, but had the, uh, big 80 yard touchdown from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, unfortunately, I think we have to call Marquise Brown a dud nine targets, but only two receptions, uh, Adam Thielen 
Allen, a huge stud for the Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings today, actually had a rushing touchdown for one yard as well as a five for 55 and one touchdown in the passing game. Or on the other side, Stephon Diggs, three targets, 15 receptions, fantasy owners not happy about that. You know who else is not happy? I'm not kidding. My mom just texted me and said it's kindly, Matthew, not kind, kindly. If only she knew it was a Grateful Dead reference, but let's hope that she does not know that now she does. Okay, so give me some tight end studs, and you and I were talking about this. I just think that tight ends against Arizona seem to be a play here. They seem to allow tight ends to do what they want, so I would imagine Olsen is a stud here for you, but give me some other studs and some other duds at this this, this mercurial position of tight end, where honestly so I'm in a league, and I had Hunter Henry and he's now no longer there, and then I wanted to pick up O.J. Howard, and then I dropped him, and then I don't know if O.J. Howard is back, so what would you say to the people out there that are struggling with the tight end position? Um, I would tell them you're, you're not alone. There are, there are a lot of people who are going to be struggling at the, uh, at the tight end position, you know, outside of Travis Kelsey, Evan Ingram, uh, even George Kittle, you know, didn't have a, a great game today. There are, there are a lot of people who are struggling at the tight end position. I guess I would tell them, you know, uh, just at, in a, at a, in a, on a weekly basis, you know, just find tight ends who are going to be playing for a team that's going to throw a lot and that are in, you know, high total games. Uh, an instance of a guy who I thought was a, a pretty good streaming tight end candidate this week was Jason Witten. Uh, he had a chance to score a touchdown and, uh, you know, had four targets for 54 yards in the receiving game, which honestly you'll probably take, like you probably would have taken that, um, you know, if you were, if you were a, a Hunter Henry owner and, you know, you just drop Hunter Henry and you play Jason Witten instead, but yeah, you, you are not wrong. It is a brutal spot at tight end right now. Talk to me about a guy like Jordan Akins who all of a sudden, you know, shows up today. Is he someone people should be thinking about? No, no. Jordan Akins <laughs> is uh, Jordan Akins was uh, he was a, a a guy who was 27 years old as a rookie. He's 28 now. And uh, I, I think Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Kiki Cutie and DeAndre Hopkins and really even Duke Johnson are probably way ahead of Jordan Akins and Jordan Thomas in the uh, in the pecking order. Or Darren Fells, actually, not Jordan Thomas. He's not on the team anymore. Uh, You know, I think that those guys are just, uh, I think those guys are so far down the order, you'd never feel comfortable starting them. What about a guy like Austin Hooper? For those out there that loved him or maybe they like his name, what are your thoughts on him? I mean, he's tight end three today. Yeah, Austin Hooper is a guy that at Roto Experts, we loved him. We kind of just pushed him all offseason. He's one of my highest owned tight ends in best ball in the draft, best ball championship. And you see why, because we projected Atlanta to suck and we just thought they were going to have to throw all the time. And Austin Hooper is kind of uh, Matt Ryan's safety valve. So Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones mostly play outside. So that means a lot of their routes are deeper down the field. Those are harder throws to make, especially when you're under duress. And so it just kind of seems like Austin Hooper is going to be the check down guy with Devonta Freeman being so bad this year. Speaking of being under duress, if you are, this is your place to de-stress and chill. It is the Pro Football Rewind. It's brought to you by our friends at SportsGrid.com and of course the good people over at Zumo TV. It's where we go forward in reverse and we break down the games and apply them moving forward 
to your fantasy football season-long DFS as well as your sports investments. Those are incredibly important. My name is Matt Strager, but I could not do any of this without the man Davis Maddock. And of course, when we come back, we're going to hear more from Davis. We're going to get his takeaways from the 1 o'clock games, and then we're going to go to those 4 o'clock games. We're going to give you a lot more information, nuggets, who you should be picking up, who you should be putting down, and everything in between. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Blaze, the Pro Football Rewind. We'll be right back after a few short words. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
I could just sit here and air drum the entire time. Can I do that? Can you guys just pay me to sit here and air drum? No, not at all. All right. It's the Pro Football Rewind. I'm Matt Stryker, and joining me via technology is the one and only Davis Maddock. Davis, the week one, I'm sorry, the 1 p.m. games, there were nine of them. Six of them went over the total. You've talked about how a lot of people may have felt that crunch. We've also outlined some people that impressed you as well as some people that let you down. So just kind of give me your takeaway from the 1 p.m. games, and then we'll look forward to the 4 p.m. Uh, some of the biggest takeaways I had were, you know, Josh Allen for for fantasy. I don't see any way he can be outside of your top 10. Uh, I thought he was fantastic in this game. I thought he's been great for all of Buffalo's first three games. And I think Buffalo has a a, a chance at making, you know, one of those AFC wildcard spots. Um, you know, as I said, Miami did look like a real team uh, for, for periods, not the whole game, but they did look like a real football team for periods today. And I think that is going to be pretty crucial when we look ahead uh, at lines for week four, week five and going on. Uh, I think Denver is a team that's just dead in the water. You know, we get, you know, uh, you know, every week on the Bill Simmons podcast, they, they cross teams off and they say, these teams aren't making the playoffs. If you and I wanted to do that, we could say right now, uh, Denver not making the playoffs. They are completely eliminated. And uh, the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan and that offense, I don't think they're going anywhere this year. And I think that, uh, you know, I think Carolina or, or you know, they can, I think Carolina or Tampa Bay can win that division. All right. So you have Carolina and Tampa Bay on an upswing. You have the Falcons on a downswing and you have Denver on a dead swing. So now talk to me. So what does that do to a guy like, like Lindsay that people were starting to feel maybe was sexy? Do you, do you cast him away, throw the baby out with the bathwater in Denver? So I think the reason why you wouldn't do that with Lindsay is, you know, they're they're still going to act like the ship isn't sinking. You know, the, the captain's going to stay on the ship while it's going down. So Philip Lindsay is still going to get, you know, pretty much all of the goal line work. He's going to be used heavily as a receiver in the passing game. He had five targets this week. Uh, Royce Freeman also had five as well. Uh, but the two goal line carries were really the biggest thing. And Royce got some too. But I, I mean, really, the, the biggest takeaway is they just do not trust Joe Flacco and Drew Locke having to go on the IR. Uh, kind of, I think that kind of threw a wrench in their plans as to what they were going to do once it became clear that they weren't going to contend. So with the Falcons on a down tick, what does that do to names like Ridley, names like Freeman, names like Hooper? Uh, you know, it, it I, it's all good for them, right? The the fact that Atlanta is not good, that's all good for them because that just means they're going to be in games where Matt Ryan's throwing 35 to 45 times, right. you know, pretty much every game, right? And then that's huge for them. Absolutely. And now some of the upticks that you took away, do you think that Tampa Bay is now a team that people can start to invest in? I know a lot of people wanted to for the first three weeks and then just couldn't. I mean, I'm a Mike Evans owner, so I'm thrilled. So your thoughts on that? Well, man, what a what a brutal ending to that game for yeah. Tampa Bay, right? Sure. Uh, you know, it seemed like they were seemed like Jameis was going to kind of heroically bring them back into a game as he used to do uh, at Florida State, and uh, you know, just a brutal missed kick there from a kicker who'd already had a pretty good game. You know, just a, a very tough scene. But yeah, I think I think that they can win this division because I I don't buy this performance from New Orleans today. I think they are in a lot of trouble without Drew Brees and uh, you know playing Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. So, yeah, I, I think Tampa Bay is still live to win this division. All right. And now Carolina. So if you woke up this morning and you were a Panther fan, you didn't know what to expect. You were a little nervous, a little concerned. Now you're sitting down at dinner or crack open your favorite adult beverage. How do you feel about this team and where can the value be found? 
you know, I don't know. That's a that's a tough question. Where do you think the value can be found, Matt? Because sometimes sometimes I don't have the answer to all the questions. No, no, but you have to. Don't you understand how this show works? I think it comes from the receiver cores, and honestly, I think that nobody expected the quarterback to do what it is that he did. And if you can prove it again and again, then it certainly gives value to everyone. And it's also it's matchup dependent as well. But to your point about Carolina now being a team that again. This morning, you didn't care, and now today you do. So that's very interesting. And lastly, to the Josh Allen truthers, uh, your thoughts on guys like Brown, guys like Beasley, guys like the, the, that surround Allen, they also enjoy an uptick, don't they? Oh, big time. I mean, I don't think anyone's like Dawson Knox had a huge game today. Mm-hmm. Cole Beasley had 10 targets, eight receptions for 48 yards. You know, even and even in a, a down day for John Brown, you know, this has been John Brown's worst fantasy day of the year. He still got you 10 points in PPR. And if that's what a down day for John Brown is going to be like, I, I think you sign up for that 10 times out of 10. All right. So I asked you and you were actually surprisingly honest. And I do appreciate that in a fairly dishonest world. You said that you weren't doing so well against the spreads and things like that. And that's totally cool. But how are you doing your DFS stuff? Okay, DFS DFS went really well. There we uh, even even with Chris Carson, uh-huh. even with Chris Carson, uh, it was a good day. You know, just a heroic effort by Keenan Allen. Uh, you know, just just some good games all around. Nothing, I guess, no one other than Keenan Allen. Uh, you know, had uh, an otherworldly performance. Uh, came kind of close. Had some good Mike Evans teams, but all my Mike Evans teams were were double stacked with Chris Godwin, uh-huh. who I think only had one reception on the day. Yeah. So now what do you say to someone that's that's new to fantasy sports, new to DFS, essentially, because it's sweeping the nation? How does someone like you that lives and breathes this? You are an expert. You do this for a living. Actually, where can where can people find you and read you just so they don't think I'm just talking trash? Uh, all all of my seasonal fantasy football content is on rotoexperts.com. Uh, pre, all the projections and rankings there are are maintained by yours truly. And then all of my daily fantasy content can be found on dailyroto.com. Okay, so now an expert, a legitimate expert to the newbie, to the person that's just sitting down and tuning in. Maybe they just downloaded FanDuel or DraftKings and they want to. How do you go about building your lineup? How many lineups do you put in on a Sunday? Can you walk us through what it's like at the Matic kitchen table on a late Saturday night, Sunday morning? So I play about uh, in between FanDuel and DraftKings, you know, I'll play about 500 to 700 unique lineups but uh you know the the lineup i care most about is going to be my my cash game lineup my main lineup on DraftKings, where i do play most of my action and that lineup is generally built using the daily roto optimizer with the uh projections that are created by michael leone andrew dinkmeyer both of whom are millionaires from their endeavors in fantasy football and uh you know i i you know the like yeah, I trust myself. You know, I think I know I have a good indication of what's going on in these games. So I do adjust some things. You know, I, I adjusted a projection for Austin Eckler today because I thought he was such a fantastic play. And uh, I adjusted some of the Arizona Cardinals projections as well, which ended up being wrong. But, uh, you know, those are just some of the examples of the ways in which uh, lineups get created. And then and then also I do I try and do uh, I force a lot of stacking, which uh, if you've never played DFS before, that basically just means getting players to in the same lineup who positively correlate so for example a quarterback and his wide receiver and his tight end those would be positively correlated because when one of them gets a touchdown that means the other one gets a touchdown and the same would be true of a running back and the defensive special teams or a wide receiver who is a punt returner and the defensive special teams those are those are key concepts for me in dfs now what would you say is the most common mistake that 
non-tenured or new DFSers make. Some say it's playing the quarterback and the running back from the same team because some people feel they eat from the same plate. What would you say is a common mistake that people should try to look out for? Um, I, the, the, the biggest mistake you're going to, you're going to make is you're just going to play guys you want to play. And I still make that mistake. Like, uh, in week one, I played Kyler Murray a lot in DFS and he was not a very good statistical play, right? Just because there was so much unknown. There were a lot of ways that could have went wrong for me, but I believe, and I love Kyler Murray. You know, I've, I've been a Kyler Murray fan for a long time and I think he's going to do great things. So I played Kyler Murray cause that's a guy I want to play, but clearly that's the number one thing that people do is they, they, play guys that they want to play as opposed to playing guys that uh, are the right plays. So now you said you do 500 to 700 unique lineups. How do you come up with unique pairings like that? Because after a while, it just becomes, you know what? Ertz is the best tight end here. And why do I want to talk myself out of it? And paralysis over analysis kind of thing. How do you come up with so many unique different combinations? Well, the number, the way that I build my lineups is I build them by quarterbacks. So I decide the quarterbacks that I want to play in DFS in a given weekend, and then I start to pair them up using the Daily Roto Optimizer with all of their wide receivers and their tight ends. And then I'll, I'll run through the first set and I'll say, okay, what percentage of the guys do I have in these 300 lineups or in these 150 lineups? And then if I, so uh, an example of a guy today, you know, I didn't really like Saquon Barkley today, so I just excluded him from my player pool entirely and I really liked Will Fuller today a guy who didn't do very well but I thought had a great chance of doing better than the field so I boost I I made his projection way better I I gave him uh, an additional two or three fantasy points to get him into more lineups and so uh, I at the end of the day you kind of just let the uh, the projections create the lineups but then you alter the projections to your liking so you build quarterback out and you advise that that's the strategy that's the way to go yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty clearly the way to go because all of the research that we kind of know right now that people have done suggests that the best way to make your lineups different because that's a huge problem is having non-unique lineups. So like right. you you wouldn't want someone else to have your exact same lineup in a tournament, right? That's no good. So one of the best ways to avoid doing that is to Ma- always match your quarterback up with at least one of his pass catchers, but probably two. And then if you want to take it a step further, you would make a rule where you'd want at least one player from the other side of the game. So if you played Kyler Murray, you'd say, okay, I want at least one of DJ Moore or Christian McCaffrey. That way, you know, if the game is a shootout, things are going great for you. If the game goes to overtime, things are going really great for you. And those are just kind of ways to build more upside into each lineup. So you build out from the quarterbacks and you pair them with their receivers. Then where do you go next? Do you spend on the flex right there? Do you move to running backs? What do you do? So uh, a a thing, again, that a lot of people do, there's a big, you'll notice a big difference between people who build their lineups by hand. And I do, and I don't want to get anything wrong. I do still build some lineups by hand, not all with the optimizer, but generally when people are building lineups by hand, they're going to put a running back in their flex because the running backs are generally better plays, right? Like, you know, you'd say, okay, I want to play Austin Eckler over Mike Williams because Austin Eckler is a way better play than Mike Williams. Uh, But in general, the, the range of outcomes 
comes with wide receivers is going to be wider, but also higher. And those guys are going to be way less owned. So I think uh, a, a great thing about building lineups with optimizers is that you get a lot more wide receivers in your flex position on DraftKings or on FanDuel that you would not have if you were building each lineup by hand. So then it's safe to say that using an optimizer is always or nine times out of 10 going to be better than building a lineup by hand. Well, no. So I actually think building lineups by hand would be better. The issue is, is you, you'd have a max number that you can build. Like think about all the right. stuff you have going on on a Sunday morning. You know, you're trying to make sure all your seasonal lineups are set. You're trying to monitor injuries and everything. Uh, and just, you know, building 150 lineups by hand. Imagine how long that would take. You, you'd just be sitting there <laughs> all morning. And then if any sort of news broke, you know, uh, uh, Todd Gurley's out, got to play Malcolm Brown. Like mm-hmm. you, you'd be screwed because there's no way you could go cycle back through all those teams and make them optimal again. Yeah, and my relationship would be completely over anyway, even though it is in tatters right now. But that's neither here nor there. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Davis Maddock has now literally walked through how an expert builds his DFS lineups. And it... You can do a lot on your own, but lineup optimizers are the way to go if you want to build many, many lineups. And a lot of people say that's the way to win the money. The other way to win the money is make sure that you watch the Pro Football Rewind right here because we go forward in reverse. We break down the 1 p.m. games and then the 4 p.m. games and we apply them to your fantasy football for next week. We talk about sports investments. We give you everything you need to know and more. And we are not done yet because there is a great host of 4 p.m. games that we're about to talk about when the Pro Football Rewind comes on back. For Davis Maddock, I'm Matt Stryker. Let's let the sounds of Rush take us out. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. 
I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off. 80 some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016. 16 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. What we gonna do right here is go back. Here's what you missed on Pro Football Rewind. Way back. Weird game. Philadelphia just played horrible, and and I actually think there's sort of this interesting case where we can we can uh, we can make the case that the the Eagles are just overrated, and they're being <laughs> overrated based on the strength of that Super Bowl season, and they haven't been able to uh, recapture that magic. You know, Carson Wentz was really not very good in this game at all. You know, only completing about 55 percent of his passes. Miles Sanders was downright bad, fumbled twice in this yeah. game. Jordan Howard averaged 3.4 yards per carry. Uh, there, you know, just no one no one in this game was good for the Eagles at all, and they made a lot of horrible errors. Matt Collins had two killer offensive pass interferences. Darren Sproles had an offensive pass interference that basically meant that they lost the game. And I, and I think, yeah, maybe this team is just not that talented. Now, what do you say to the people that were all over Aguilar? He came in as the uh, eighth wide receiver in fantasy. He did collect two touchdowns. Is that Could that be a bright spot for Eagles uh, fans or people that want to be playing on the Eagles? Uh, well, I mean, if, if Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are going to miss more time, I think certainly that's going to be, you know, a good situation. I, I played Nelson Aguilar a lot on DraftKings today and, uh, you know, reaped those rewards. How I, I think actually if Deshaun Jackson is forced to miss some more time, I think Aguilar has played well enough now that, uh, you know, he, he's going to be earning that uh, those targets kind of, you know, over Alshon Jeffrey, over Zach Ertz a little bit because he's a more dynamic player. Zach Ertz is just a really good possession tight end. Alshon Jeffrey is more of, you know, like he, he's not a primary offensive weapon now as he kind of gets up there and He's more of like a, uh, you know, he, he's a bound, he's a strict boundary wide receiver these days. You're never using him in motion. You're not really designing plays for him. So I think Aguilar could earn more targets moving forward if Deshaun Jackson is out. All right. Now a game that pretty much will buy me lunch for the rest of the week. It is the Bengals and the Bills. They did not surpass the total and the favorite did not cover. But for me, this was all about Josh Allen. What were your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, man, what 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 is left to be said about Josh Allen? He just is he is uh, he's dunking on all of his haters. Two hundred forty nine passing yards uh, or uh, two hundred forty three passing yards, one interception. Now the turnovers are still not great, right? Uh, he still makes some pretty befuddling decisions with uh, with the ball. But I think at this point he's played well enough that you just say, look, man, with Josh Allen, you're taking the good with the bad. He takes he puts enough on the table that you don't get mad when uh, you know he grabs an extra dinner roll off the table. <laughs> Looking at that Bengals receiving core, do you think the Ross experiment is over? Is the bloom off? the rose here 
No, so he got, he was covered today by Tredavious White, so I thought it was going to be sort of a natural thing where Tyler Boyd uh, was targeted more. Now, I did, definitely did not see 10 targets coming in for Auden Tate. I thought Tyler Eifert would play that role, but Tyler, I guess Tyler Eifert's health situation is just so precarious right now that you know they just, they're just they not willing to really play him outside of third downs and in the red zone. And then lastly, this Dallas-Miami game that had a lot of action going on it with the favorites covering, but the total was really where I think people may have lost their shirt. What were your takeaways from this game? You know, uh, anytime I, I guess, you know, I kind of have a hard time with uh, with totals I, because I Matt, I always just want to bet the over <laughs> just straight away, huh? 